it's Tuesday, October the 5th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist. Coming up, Facebook hit by outage and Singapore targets foreign interference. First, the world in brief. Service was partially restored after a global network outage on Monday made Facebook and some of its apps including WhatsApp and Instagram, inaccessible to many users for several hours. The cause was unclear, though it appeared to be an internal malfunction. The outage was the worst to hit Facebook since 2008. On Sunday, a whistleblower accused the firm of amplifying hateful content and fostering unhealthy online behaviour among teens. Singapore's parliament passed a sweeping and controversial law outlawing foreign interference in the city-state's affairs that critics say could be used to silence dissenting voices. Under the legislation, social media firms can be required, among other things, to hand over users' information and block content the government deems subversive. Harsh penalties await those who fall foul of the law. Australia ordered 300,000 courses of molnupiravir, an oral antiviral pill made by Merck to battle COVID-19. Infections in the states of Victoria and New South Wales are still rising, but the government says it is now committed to living with the virus. Meanwhile, on Tuesday, Don Perrette was sworn in as NSW's premier. His predecessor, Gladys Berejiklian, resigned over corruption allegations. The scene was set for a shutdown in Hollywood after crew members belonging to the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees voted overwhelmingly to authorise strike action. IATSE wants better money for low-paid workers on television and film shoots and more respite for marathon sessions. Studio schedules have been unrelenting as they play catch-up following the lockdown. The Biden administration announced that tariffs imposed on Chinese goods by former President Donald Trump will remain in place. Catherine Tai, America's top trade official, said she would press China to honour a pledge made in 2019 to spend an additional $200 billion on American goods and services, a commitment only partially upheld. She did not threaten new tariffs, however, saying she did not want to, quote, inflame trade tensions. The price of Brent crude, an international oil benchmark, surpassed $81 a barrel, the highest level in three years, after OPEC and its allies resisted calls to increase output. Despite tight energy supplies, the cartel said it would stick to the gradual increases agreed to over the summer, raising production each month by a total of 400,000 barrels a day. Volvo, a Swedish car maker owned by Geely, a Chinese auto firm, said it will raise 25 billion Swedish kroner, $2.86 billion, through a flotation in Stockholm. The listing caps a dramatic turnaround for the safety-centric brand. Since Ford, an American car maker, unloaded it around a decade ago, Volvo has boosted sales and raced ahead in electrification. All its new cars are now fully electric or hybrid. And fact of the day, 28%. The percentage of China's migrant workers 
who lack their own working toilet. And now, here's today's agenda. Hear that whistle blowing. An ex-Facebook employee testifies. On Tuesday, Francis Haugen, a former Facebook employee who leaked thousands of company documents to the Wall Street Journal before quitting in May, appears before the American Senate. Her testimony will confirm a series of exposés by the newspaper last month. One detailed how, by prioritising user engagement, Facebook's algorithm amplifies rage baiting and divisive content. Another documented how Instagram, a Facebook-owned photo-sharing app, worsens body image disorders among teenage girls. Facebook chooses, quote, profit over safety, Ms. Haugen told 60 Minutes, a TV news program on Sunday. Facebook denies that it causes polarisation, which it says is endemic to society and outside its control. But the firm's own research says Instagram is more harmful than other social media platforms when it comes to body image problems. Amid the fallout, Facebook has put a planned, quote, kids version of Instagram on hold. Lawmakers will demand more. While most tech hearings deliver only partisan point scoring, there is bipartisan support for protecting children online. After the cold rush, Femtech. Femtech companies are addressing women's health problems neglected by medical research and wooing investors in the process. LV, renowned for its wearable breast pump, raised $97 million in funding this year. Kind Body, a fertility specialist, has raised $122 million. And Flow, a period tracking app, has raised $65 million. On Monday, Genis, owned by British Olympian Jessica Ennis-Hill, announced new funding for an app that helps women optimise their menstrual cycles for exercise. As the male-dominated venture capital world slowly wakes up to the sector's importance, Femtech is cashing in. But there are reasons to be sceptical about the label's longevity. Maven Clinic, a virtual health centre that became the first femtech company to reach a $1 billion valuation, rejects the term and now also treats men. Others are following suit. And mainstream health tech, though late to the game, is finally seeing the potential of the market for women's healthcare. Though once on the outside, femtech may soon be just another part of digital healthcare. Window into the scroll. Microsoft's new operating system. Windows 10, released to the public in 2015, was to be the, quote, last ever version of Microsoft's popular operating system. Updates would be steady, smaller and free. But times change. On Tuesday, the firm released Windows 11. Users can expect a significant visual revamp better integration of Microsoft's remote working software, and, eventually, the ability to run apps designed for Android, the operating system used by around 80% of the world's smartphones. With a $140 expected minimum price tag, it is not cheap. 
Windows 10 users will get a free upgrade if their PCs meet the minimum specs. Many will not. Microsoft's announcement that Windows 11 requires relatively new chips to run caused much wailing, gnashing of teeth online. But slow sales might not bite too much. The firm's $168 billion revenue for the fiscal year that ended June 30th, 2021, was split roughly equally between cloud computing, business-focused software, and the division including both Windows and its Xbox video game console. Windows still matters, but less than it did. Red Hot Chili Peppers The Nobel Prize for Medicine On Monday, David Julius and Arden Pataputian won the Nobel Prize for Medicine. Their work furthered scientists' understanding of how humans sense temperature and touch, without which they could not have survived. After centuries trying to unlock those mysteries, it turns out the key was chili. Dr. Julius of the University of California identified a protein that senses temperature by exposing it to capsaicin, the active ingredient in chili peppers, which the body coincidentally reacts to like heat. He and Dr. Pataputian of Scripps Research, a biomedical institute, each then independently discovered a protein that senses cold, and Dr. Pataputian built on this to understand mechanical stimulation. Yet their award surprised some. In a year during which immunology grabbed the headlines, many expected the honours to go to the scientists behind COVID-19 vaccines. They may yet have their turn. All My Life A Rockstar's Memoir Dave Grohl took up a new pastime while trapped at home last year. The multi-Grammy winning musician set up an Instagram page to share, quote, true short stories that will make people smile. By his own admission, they were nothing Nobel worthy, but he delighted readers with witty and foul-mouthed tales of his formative years, drumming along to Beatles songs, jamming with Prince, and exchanging emails with David Bowie. Those yarns formed the basis of The Storyteller, a memoir released this week. Mr. Grohl recounts his life and career from his early efforts in Scream, a hardcore punk band, through his time in Nirvana with Kurt Cobain, and later as the main songwriter, guitarist, and frontman of Foo Fighters. He has already hit the road, delighting fans with his literary and musical talents. Older acolytes will be eager to learn about Mr. Grohl's escapades. Younger listeners may consider his efforts self-indulgent. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Grace Lee Boggs, who died on this day in 2015. You cannot change any society unless you take responsibility for it. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. 